You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings, and this is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind. We are journeying these days and getting very much prepared for the spring and doing a lot of things for ceremonial cycles that are coming up. Uh, most of us have already begun to prepare in uh, January and February in kivas as well as medicine lodges and so forth to actually get the indigenous season of cyclic uh, ceremonies going. Not that we don't have winter ones, but winter is a more uh, laid-back quiet, introspective time. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about, but we're also going to talk about a lot of the questions that you're sending and actually putting on our Facebook and on the many social media, not just Facebook, where you communicate and talk back and forth with us. So some of you are very concerned about the weather conditions and this and that and so forth. And what we're doing right now in our preparation and sitting with the elders and the many conversations and circles of, of what we consider spirit journeys, you call it meditation and so forth and on, is to actually let you hear some of the perspective from a number of the people that I sit with. Uh, when they're mine, I'll share that they're mine, but a, a lot of them are things that I think about because they do share them, and it's maybe something that still has some questions around it for me, you know, but all the same, it's still information that's coming forth. And because for a Native person or a person who's actually been very much raised in a spiritual-based community where you're in touch with the more natural things of life and the deeper level of spiritual connection. Okay, we understand the cyclic movement of things, so we think in circles. So the circle in itself always represents the way things cycle. So it becomes this ever-growing and ever-moving spiral but still all the same, a circle. And so when we get to talking about that, a lot of the people had brought forward the questions that they're getting from a lot of the major traffic in mass society on their fears and that of a number of things that are happening. Well, we've very recently had some scientists come to us and talk to us about the ice core that they've taken and they go down in the earth, they drill very, very deep in the earth and they pull this big plug of ice out of the ice. And in the north where we have the huge ice caps, it actually gives a more accurate evolutionary 
study, research you may call it, of what has come to pass in whatever periods of times that they're measuring and so forth. And a lot of that shows that what's happening right now is not strange to our earth and it's not, you know, any particular uh, impactful move towards something out of the ordinary of earth's own cycles, okay? We are apart, and if we look at it as the whole, we're a very minute speck in the universe. But yet there is a lot that comes out around us, and to understand that, one has to get in to a lot of the work that we would consider the journeys into spirit, which is the route that Native peoples take, or the studies that a lot of you study in your books, research, and your science that is coming up, and especially quantum science. I've learned to speak from both sides of the table on that, only wanting and seeking to find better ways to explain how I was raised, what I was taught, and what I was given. So I do that by adding a whole lot of uh, more popular material to the mix, and especially the sciences, the new sciences, the quantum physics, the physics itself, and biology, chemistry, and the whole works, especially the brain. I've been working and studying the brain for 47 years. So basically at this time, those cycles are coming around to show that the Earth has gone through these climate changes before. And they're natural to us as a planet. They are natural to us. And in the particular times when we were all of tribal peoples that lived of the Earth as our food sources, and we didn't have the grocery stores and the many conveniences of today, we were more sensitive to the communications that came through the seasonal changes, the earth herself and the plants and all that make up the, the natural environment that we lived in and actually had our being in. So then we understood, you know, we knew we had those feelings and we had that awareness that it was time to move on. And basically, a lot of people in their studies of the ancient sites and stuff of indigenous people wonder where those people went. We know amongst ourselves when we talk to people of those particular uh, ancestors that, like all of us, when, when we knew that we had this uh, agreement or this consciousness that was being shared by who we considered our spiritual leaders and many, many times the seers in our community that could see and actually was very much in contact with the spirit world and the world at large, okay, then they would say it's time to move or it's time to go. And the whole tribe and the whole nation of people would pick up and go. That was just the way it was. We, we understood that. Today, with the separateness and the walls that we've built around ourselves, Many people are very shut off to that. They're more inclined to listen to the news or check it out on the emails or the you know computers and stuff. But to actually say that you're in tune with the winds, the trees, the sun, and all of those natural communications, you've lost that. And it helps to go back into nature and spend time walking, maybe you know sitting studying, reading a book under a tree, uh, maybe just laying down on a blanket and allowing your heart to be to the earth. and Even allow yourself to drift off into naps and let that bonding and communication happen again. 
There's so much reward for that. I live in a very, very busy world. In my 78 years, I've been drawn into politics and a whole lot of the things that I just feel seem to be an endless quagmire. But at the same time, I always felt the stillness and still do inside myself that comes from the years of just being in the practice of being with nature, understanding the unfolding of things, and to, to know and have the sensitivity to know that energy is what I am. We use the word spirit in most of our teachings, but when we say spirit, we also are referring to what is considered energy in the sciences. And we knew about that, and we honored that, and we worked with it very, very diligently. So we followed our inclinations and our feelings of it's time to move on. We also knew that the sky told us the story, so our compass was the stars in the sky. And we knew when certain constellations began to be more visible in certain places that there were going to be larger changes and uh, more planetary action. And because we were a part of Earth, and we know that we are children of the earth, as any mother would her children, we realize she's going to do her best to communicate with us and protect us. So we followed those inclinations and those particular perspectives that we got in our relationship with that. So when these people pulled the ice cap, the big plug out of the earth and the ice, they started finding a lot of what we discuss and have shared with what we're considering earth changes, which isn't just a one-time situation. It's a history of the ever-changing evolution of the earth that gets passed down through our ancestral teachings and our ancestral connections. And what's happening right now, and they're realizing that, is that there's a whole lot of things that's happening that can be better. It's just not a carbon threat. It's actually a humanity situation. It's a time where we have to accept and understand, as scientists are now proving, that these various changes in frequency that is brought on by the cyclic movement of things, okay, is also involved with these particular situations of where someone goes completely out of sorts and kills a number of people, like we've had people going into the schools and doing. And we realize that those things in our prophecy show up that there would be the time of insanities. And it tells us that these particular connections have something to do with that and, and actually have an effect here. Okay, so then it leads us on. We get very much involved with the activity of the sun. Many, many of our ceremonies is, a, is around the sun. And so we understand how the sun's activity totally affects our planetary frequencies and the energy of our planet. So then we pay great attention to that. And then we know that when there's certain turbulence on the surface and around the sun, that is going to have impact on people's emotional situations. And because very few people, if anyone today in mass society, is given any credence at all to what's happening, our situation, yes, we can use more consideration about what this gun, uh, you know, the 
whatever but whoever can buy i don't really know how to even phrase that because it just makes so so less sense to me we need to make sure that guns get in the hand of responsible people yes so i guess that's called gun reform my engineer's telling me here that's gun reform okay so that's gun reform it's much more than that beloveds it's the human element okay that gun doesn't do anything but lay there until somebody picks it up and uses it as a weapon of destruction. It itself has many different things it can be used for. It can, as it has for many years, been something that helps people hunt for their food, okay? It's also a way that has protected people from someone who's come in harm's way, okay? So there, there are many sides to one story. But yes, we need some consideration as to how these weapons of great power are getting into the hands of unstable people. But still, the big letters here is unstable people, and that we have lost this connection to where we are understanding as an indigenous community, we understand how the all these various frequencies and fields of energy will affect us. We've had to learn that in a very painful way with the youth on our own reservations and reserves and the attraction to drugs and technology and all of the outer world uh, toys and beings and bangs that actually, you know, they don't have as children from the reservation. So once they get into that, they start losing that connection and become part of the big wave of that turbulence. Well, that happens from the sun flares, that happens from the moon, that happens from the different things that are going on all around us and all around our solar system. We're connected. All of us are interconnected to this, so things have their cyclic impact. So this particular time and this last 15 years has been very much a very prominent part of many people's uh, prophecies that they're sharing that these times would come and that the troubled ones, those who are very unclear of mind, uh, would definitely begin to express themselves in dangerous, murderous ways. And so we have to then become aware that we have bunches of people on one side saying, you know, this is coming to the end of the planet and other people saying there's no such thing as any concern for the climate and so forth and on. And none of that is 100%. None of it. Okay. So then we have to have the wisdom ourselves to say what sounds intelligent to us. Well, the environment is important. Okay. Is it at the particular place that so many people with extreme interest are shouting and screaming? Well, she's in her natural order. She's moving at a cyclic pace it's understood very much by the peoples of the earth the children and the keepers of the earth and we know that it's unfolding and yes the climates will change and yes where there was once water will be water again and where there was once ice will have ice again how fast it's unfolding is actually something our scientists can keep up with and understand there in my life i've been blessed with very wise people who come and share and ask questions and are very open to what I can share and what I can also put in place with them. And uh, I appreciate that I never walk on their name or use them to make myself more credible or anything else, but they are there and they, they are doing the work that needs to be done. They're actually following 
the information and understanding now that there is a greater intelligence that holds it all together. By whatever sacred name you use, there is a greater intelligence. So when we begin to look at this and we start saying, okay, so what is the real need and so forth of ceremonies? Well, they keep us connected. I would have to say that I I meet a lot of people who come to to whatever level they have to make their point that they don't need a teacher and they don't need an elder and they don't need this and they don't need that and they can do this all by themselves and so forth. I don't have no argument for that. If you want to take off on your own and do that, I think that it's a journey that you need to take and I'm very happy that you're willing to jump off the edge and do that. But we have a tendency, don't we, to not willingly look at the hurtful things about ourselves. We, our accountability is obviously something that uh, needs more strength and more application and doesn't work for some people. In other words, you know, I know for many years because I was invested in a gym, is that we knew around Christmas and New Year's time would be the most uh, financially sound time of our season because everybody would make their determination and their new year's resolution and then they would be they would hold to it maybe two three months and then they would quit then it would become random and then it just dwindled out okay that's just a small example of the many many examples there are of that so accountability is not something that we hold ourselves to in a way that is probably more beneficial at least in my opinion is So I understand, whilst we may not need elders and while we may not need teachers and so forth and on, that we do need, you know, if we want to progress, we need to be able to have a reflection. And that can come with the word mentor if that makes you feel less inclined or whatever your word would be. But having that reflection and being able to have someone hold you accountable to your word and to a commitment is very, very much important to personal growth. So when we move into this time of change, there's going to be more of people returning to that connectedness between humanity. And I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. And and I think that we do need our elders. I think that we do need those who have kept time. I do believe that it's beneficial to a community to have the devoted ones that actually spend their day and their lifetime in just devotion and prayer and good thoughts and energy for the whole of the beings. I do. I have seen the proof of that. I have seen the living outcome of that, and it's all good. So we're coming to having the need to pay attention to the things that are greater in value and what makes us human because that's what's going to serve us as we move closer to this robotic time that we've discussed a couple of times now on the show. You know, they're saying that in the next seven years that we will be a robotic world, a robotic community. Do you understand that? You know, do you, have you weighed that? I mean, I know I spend an awful lot of time banging on doors, writing letters, and doing everything I can to get the leadership to say to me what's going to happen when there are nothing but robots and no jobs. 
how are we financially looking to people's needs in human understanding of needing income? I'm not, I'm not impressed with any of the answers. And I, in many cases, I know that I get dismissed as being conspiracy freak or whatever else. But here's what I do know, is that the evidence is all around us, and the scientists that I talk to, which are multiple in number, share the truth of it all, is that we are moving very rapidly and have been in a robotic situation for a long time. So if you go to the Internet and you go type in Sophie, the name Sophie will take you to a female robot that actually just spoke to some of the world's wealthiest people in them investing in the robotic development. We have a city in Saudi Arabia that's totally 100% robotic. We have cars that are being released in fleets that will now require no driver that moves us out. See, these, these are cool things that become part of our toys, like our cell phone has, and like our computer, and IR, you know, the iPads, and the games, and everything. We're easily entertained with that off the top, because still, all in all, it hasn't come down to replacing you, right? So now we have, the, we have a, a, what I would see as, you know, Sophie actually sharing her her capability and intelligence to actually be the advice and consultant and presenter for some of the wealthiest people and the particular highest levels of money in the world. Okay, so that's been done by a robot. I I looked at her when I was actually, I was shown film of her speaking to this particular group of people at another occasion, but I understand it is on the Internet. And I asked repeatedly of the people who were hosting me, why is it that you have not shown her in her full, uh, her full embodiment as I've seen her? I've seen her when she's had her hair, and I've seen her when she looked very, very human and very, very little robotic. And they told me it was purposeful, that we're introducing it in a comfortable way to where people will not take fear right away and begin to try and stop or, you know, detain it. So she looks like a robot, and she's just a machine if she's a robot, and people are not afraid of that. But if we showed how human she could be, then inevitably the fear of being replaced could start showing up. Well, it needs to start showing up. You need to consider that very seriously. Not only with the cars that are coming out with no drivers, with everything else. It's been going, beloveds. And these robots, these embodied robots, are at least 25, 35, if not longer, in our society already. They have already determined them. They've just not let them go. There's so much that goes on under what I would consider the veil of communications. It's social news and media keeps from you. The internet, while it's both the darkness and the light, because you cannot trust everything that's on it either, okay, that actually is the best thing because people do get out inklings of information that the news is never going to release because of the rule that they have to account to. Okay, so there are things in that you can discover, but where we have come and what we've looked at as elders is we've come very much 100% into the real life instance 
of what we're seeing and learning and holding is our prophecies. So the, the actual robotic wave is considered in our teachings and many people's teachings for that have various names, but we all know at this point in time that we're talking about the robots. So we have put the computers in our home. You know, every time there's a new technology, we run out and buy it. They become our toys. You know, who, who today can actually take a whole day away from their cell phone? Okay, so we're bringing this on very rapid ourselves. Okay, I'm all right with that. But I would ask you to please begin to contact your leadership and ask them. As we come to be very much, you know, involved in this robotic wave, where does the money come from? How does a person pay their way and their living, you know, comforts and stuff if we're, if we're replaced by robots? And there is no if. I give that to you only as a peace of mind here, I guess. It is coming. It is out there already, and it's already being done. There are many manufacturers that are already producing and manufacturing through robots. You have Amazon that's actually now taking to having food to where you don't have to go to the grocery store. And you're saying, well, that's cool. Okay, well, if you don't like the grocery store that much, that's yes, it is cool. But look at the overall effects of all of that. So as we look at it, you know, I, and I'm sure I can hear it in the winds already, there are going to be a lot of people pounding on the media telling me, you know, how absurd that is and know this and all that, and that's okay. I, I had to get prepared for that before I began to talk to you about this. But as we move into ceremony this year, on our altars and what's showing very much into what will be the effects of our ceremonies, we know what we have to prepare, prepare for and are well on our way into doing that. So this all started out with me talking about rituals, okay? And there are some people who don't want elders and they don't like to do rituals and so forth and on. Okay, but there's always a gift and a, a, a very priceless uh, presence in listening to someone who's lived far longer than you that has taken on more of life's particular challenges than you uh, ones who have answers that would not just come normal to you under however living life has been for you and when we say ritual and I tell you that's just a connection between us and the greater source Okay, in brain research, there is definitely proof after proof after proof of the value of that. That that ritual brings that connection and renews the whole vibrational field and charge of our life force. And it begins to allow us to be aware of things that far greater than the five senses of the body. And without that, we're lost. Without that we will be very much just inclined to fall short to the robots. So it's a season where I would encourage you to get to looking at doing some, you know, and talk to your family. There are traditions that are carried out over holidays and stuff. Well, why can't there be a thing carried out on a maybe a daily basis with your family? maybe praying together at the end of the day, maybe getting up in the morning and just doing meditation or chanting a little bit. You know, 
drumming has a tremendous effect upon the body chemistry and on the mind. And just sitting and drumming a while together, just having a drumming circle. But there are so many, or planting, you know, to have a planting time that each week everybody pitches in and works with the plants and it gets involved with prayers and actually accepting that these plants are living energy and working with it, talking with it, and being a part of it. I guess what I'm doing is just saying it's really time and very beneficial to us as a people in the world for us to actually become now very much involved with the fact that everything has to be connected. And in that connection, we begin to find the greater part of who we are. This will stop whatever the particular washover of robotics would be. Because at this point, the feeling of what we are is far greater than anything that the robots can actually work with. So what separates us and actually will come to be our own salvation will be our consciousness. And so you working with however you feel your consciousness can best serve itself right now will be the greatest gift that you can give yourself and your family. And knowing that nothing is by mishap. You're here in the earth by purpose. Timeliness and otherwise, you're still here on purpose. So to start allowing yourself to understand the actual gift of who you are in the divine order of things, understanding your purpose and the magnificence of how our body has evolved to being what it is right now, understanding in the many, many, many ways we can measure thought and energy and working with the brain of just how much your thoughts and how much uh, thinking and focus and concentration does. Our brain has yet to be discovered, okay? So when we're doing that, I'm saying to you, get you know, if this is a time for you to begin to put it in your plan and your calendar and make a time for when you're going to be more involved in the cyclic movement of things, starting with the calendar month, the season, the moon cycles, and, and there's so much information on the Internet about the particular goings-on of the solar uh, rays and stuff. Get, get attuned to that. That will help you too because it has effects on people's blood pressure, you know, the, the pacers, the heart pacers, you know, that you have. There's, there's so much there already to prove the authenticity of you as energy and the energy effect upon you. So the more you do that, the more you begin to understand yourself, have more respect for yourself, and actually care for yourself. This is a gift. Life is a trust and gift. And as we live it, we reflect back the value of it. Make sure that you're living every day knowing that you are important, you are counted, you make a difference, and that that fingerprint on the end of each one of your fingers says, there's nobody else in this world like you. So as we try to find answers and explanations for that, now's the time to look at all the cyclic things that are actually driving up the, the more fearful take on things. Well, I'm not afraid of the robotic age. Neither are any of the elders I work with. We know that consciousness is something that we must maintain and become more powerful with in order to not be just passed and washed over by it. 
So I would advise at this time that that's what you focus on and what you do. Okay, in saying that, I know that I'm going to have to cut the show a little bit short this week, and I would ask as we're going on over the next few weeks, I probably won't be doing a full hour every week. I will be doing a half hour as much of 45 minutes as I can possibly put in. And I know that Jules and our engineers and producers will do their best to make this a very comfortable time for you. But I say to you, be aware each week of what's going on and tune in and keep your questions coming. You, you send such insightful, beautiful things. It keeps me charged and it feeds me the courage and the strength to keep going and doing all the things that are important to me. So I appreciate you and I love you dearly. I feel you in my meditations and when I sit very quiet, I become aware of presences around me. And I know in my heart and in my very spirit that these are moments that you're sending energy or moments when you've reached out for energy and assistance. It's always there. Never are you alone. So I'm going to say OCO, which means I'm going to say goodbye. OCO is Cherokee for see you later or see you again. And we will be getting back in touch with you. So I want you to have a wonderful week and keep to the reading and keep to the many things that are going on. Check on our show and book club that's on uh, the same Law of Attraction radio network here. And I appreciate all of you that come here every week and spend some time with me. Make sure that you get on the Facebook and that you send your questions and your comments. And sometimes just introducing yourself. I want to know you. Hear me. I want to know you. I'm never too busy and there's never too many. So reach out. Let me know you're there and keep keep your spirits very high. Learn and work with consciousness that you may be totally conscious of all that you are. Love you much, OCO. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com.